God damn, what is good, y'all? It is your boy Ramo. Um, we back for another list or another couple lists. Um, I think the last that I did was like the last list I did was like top fifteen albums of the year or whatever. Alright, let me let me just intro this shit first. It's your boy Ramo at Nico Still Apex, Tyano, T Payne, Scotty Rippin, George W. Kush, Rosa Sparks, all that all them goddamn weed names that I don't got time for. And I forgot most of them, you feel me? But uh we hitting you with my top ten best movies of twenty twenty one so far. And uh it didn't take me long to make this list, because, like, once I see a movie, I'm solidified on how good it is or how ass it is, and I don't like to repeat watching movies. That's something I used to do a lot when I was younger, but then, like, I don't know, repeating, like, watching a movie again, like, it just feels weird. It's like, you already know what's gonna happen, so it's like, what's the point? You just waste some time at that point. I mean, I can see it from a reviewing standpoint, but, uh, let me not get into the, uh, the technicalities, you hear me? Um... I'm going to be doing my top 10 best movies of the year so far, my top 5 worst movies of the year, and top 5 most anticipated movies of the year. See, I've been trying to get on my, you know, uh, film critic wave. I don't know any famous film critics, except for the one that looked like Stephen Hawking. Um, I think his name is like Roger Eber or some shit, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so I think I'm going to start it off with uh, my top 5 worst movies of the year. We can start with that. Fuck it. All these movies, I'm pretty sure, all dropped, all dropped uh, this year. So uh, I'm gonna just look through my letterbox D because I know a couple of them have some uh, some funny reviews also. So I'd like to just say those to y'all also. So I don't think this needs a list. Like they're all fucking equally terrible. So we're just gonna go. All right, number five worst movie of the year, The Dejean. It's called the the gene. I don't know. It's some bullshit where this kid's fucking left at home. But it's this trash ass movie of this kid being left at home at night, and when his dad out working or some shit, there's like somebody in the house haunting him. My review, literally, I gave it a one out of out of five on Letterbox. So this shit had to be ass. I don't even remember. I'm not gonna call you. Uh, hold you. I watched that shit June 7, 2021. So I recently watched this shit. This shit, I watched this shit two months ago. My review says, you ever have a night where you can't sleep at all and you just do everything you can to try and sleep? Just put this mid on and you'll be good. So that's really all I have to say about the DGM. DGM. Uh, trash ass movie. The ending, I'm pretty sure, I don't care if I spoil it for you. The ending, I'm pretty sure the father gets murked or some shit, I think. I think that was the best part of the film, just the ending. Honestly, the credits were the best part of the movie, if we're, if we're really getting to it. Um, my next terrible trash-ass movie. Ugh. Ugh. Um, I just had it here. What the fuck? Um, god damn. Oh, yeah. The Little Things with Denzel Washington. And, um, Jared Little. Wow. I never thought I would fall asleep through a, uh, a Denzel Washington movie. But I definitely fell asleep for this one. Like, this shit, I'ma call this movie The Good Zock. Cause it had me slumped after the first half hour. Like, Denzel couldn't save it. Rami Malek couldn't save it. And Jared Little definitely couldn't save it. He was bland as fucking that shit. 
uh, Denzel Curry was, I mean, why did I say Denzel Curry? Denzel Washington was asking these boring-ass questions. Like, the dialogue to the movie is just so dry. The dialogue in this movie is drier than none pussy. I'm going to tell you now. The dialogue in this movie is drier than Popeye's biscuits, bruh. So be warned if you go and see this. I don't even remember what happened at the end of this movie. I just remember the beginning. I remember Denzel Washington's a cop. Jared Leto's a fucking murderer or some shit. And I think there's like a twist in it that I don't give a fuck about. Because I was gone. I tried to watch this movie twice, if I'm not mistaken, on HBO Max. And I was out of it both times. That is crazy. How could Denzel be this far into his career and drop the shitty movies? I mean, it happens with most of them, you feel me? Like, it happened with, um, with, uh, like, it's happened with Bruce Willis and shit like that and, uh, Nicolas Cage, you know? So, it's like, it's not really different. Like, it's like Dirk Nowitzki in his, like, 22nd year of playing basketball. Like, that's what that shit feels like. So, number four, the little things. Fucking terrible, the boring things, the shitty things, the trash things. Why you make this movie? Alright, next movie. Number three. My third trash movie of the year, my boy. Get this shit out my face. It's the worst shit I've ever seen. Um What the fuck? Yeah, Chaos Walking. Ugh. Tom Holland. Tom Holland, please just stick to Spider-Man, because that's the only thing you good at. It's weird, like, it's sad that it happens to actors, but most most times when actors do, a, like, a superhero movie or something, like, and that movie gets big, even if the movie don't get big, like, I feel like they're just going to be known as that their whole career, like, Chris Evans will always be known as Captain America, like, Tom Holland will forever be known as, uh, fucking Spider-Man, you feel me? And this movie was just ass. This movie felt like fucking The Hunger Games, Maze Runner, fucking Collision, or whatever the fuck that stupid-ass movie was. It just felt like one of those teen fucking movies from, like, 2015 that they just put out so fucking kids have some shit to watch. Uh, I got nothing else to say about Chaos Walking. Fuck you, Chaos Walking. Alright, uh, number three. Um... Was that number three? That was number three. So two more movies. Two more fucking terrible movies. I'm going to let you know right now. Number two. This one's going to get me some flack. Because I've been seeing this on a lot of people's really... um, I've been seeing this a lot on people's uh, best movies of the year's list. Which is which is also baffling to me. Um, My number two... My number two worst movie of the year is... Nobody. Ugh. So you ever, like, when you were a kid, you ever go to, like, the grocery store with your mom, and you see them good-ass chips or, like, this good-ass cereal and be like, Mom, I want that. I want the, um, I want the Fruit Loops. And your mom's like, no, we have fruity yummy O's at home. We got yummy fruit circles at home. I remember I bought that 10-pound bag of them for $2. This is what this felt like. This is, like... Uh, um, hey, mom, can we have John Wick? No, we have John Wick at home. That's what this movie felt like. This is literally John Wick if he, if his bitch never got killed and he made a family with them. This was like taken mixed with John Wick in the worst, in the worst of ways. Like the fight scenes were cool, but it's like this movie almost put Bob Odenkirk in a fucking, in a box. 
And it really didn't go crazy. So what what did you gain from this, Bob Odenkirk? A fucking uh a fucking red fox heart from fucking Sanford and Son? Elizabeth, I'm coming! Alright, that was a terrible joke. I might end this pod right now. Alright, but my review, um my letterbox review, I gave nobody a, a one and a half stars. I tried to give it to half star. Honestly, giving it a half star makes it worse than what it is. Like one and a half stars. That shit just sounds shitty. Um My review was upper middle class John Wick thought this would be fire, then realized that there's John Wick. So why is there this? I don't know. I'm high. See, that's just the great. The most of my review, most of my letterbox reviews are literally just short and sweet. Just straight. You gotta get straight to the point on them. You can't give this long ass fucking uh dissertation about a about a movie. Like nobody gonna read that shit. You gotta get straight to the point with it. You feel me? Um. Yeah, that was my uh, number two worst movie of the year. Nobody. Bob Odenkirk. Terrible. I hope they don't make a sequel to this or they just keep making more John Wick movies. I'm sorry. My number one most worst movie of the year is The Conjuring. Gangster Rap Made Me Do It. Um, This movie... I went out of my way to go to the movie theaters to see this, even though I've had HBO Max for the longest. But I still went out to go see this in the theaters because I feel like with horror movies, like you need that like blasting speaker surround sound to like scare your ass, like during jump scares or something. You feel me? So I went to go see this, and um, I was thoroughly disappointed because the first two Conjurings are really classics if you think about it. Those will be classics in horror cinema history. This, this is like, um, it's like Cameron dropping Purple Haze too. He's just like, why? Why? Even though this is the third movie in the franchise. So this is like, this is like Lil Wayne dropping, uh, No Ceilings 3. With like, every single song was like, had his kid featured on it. Like, that shit was terrible. That shit was bad. This is No Ceilings 3. Most people probably don't even know what No Ceilings 3 is, and that shit came out, like, last year. But we gonna get on to the movies, because that's what we're here for. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, All I remember in this movie, if you watch this movie, take a shot, or take a hit, or something, or snore some coke every time man says Lorraine. Lorraine! 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 Like, bruh, that's all he says in this goddamn movie because he has CTE so bad from these demons that he just sees Chris Benoit every time he blinks. Like, that's how bad his CTE is. Like, that shit is crazy how, like, he somehow ends up, spoiler warning in case you really wanted to see this fucking piece of garbage, uh, um, he somehow becomes bad and, like, tries to murk his wife. So, the Crispin Wild line is even more, uh, real in this, uh, shit. But, uh, really, the only scary thing was the kid getting possessed in the beginning. That shit was kind of hard. That kid was, like, twisting around and all that shit. Like, something from Suspiria. That shit was hard. But other than that, man, that shit was ass, bruh. Um, that shit had me almost sleeping, bruh. How is a horror movie have you almost sleeping in the movie theater? Like, that's not okay, bruh. Um, James Wan didn't direct this, but when I see James Wan, I'm gonna make him give me a My 1178 back. I don't give a fuck. I'll write that shit in paper. I'll bring him to people's court. I'll bring him to Judge Judy. Give me my justice! 
Alright, the movie's so ass, though. I gave it one and a half stars, because you know that half star make it seem worse than what it is. Going by my logic standards. You feel me? Damn, it's hot in here. It's hot in this closet. I've been in here for like eight hours. I feel like party next door uh, ghost riding for Rihanna, bro. Rihanna, can I please have a piece of bread? I've made wild thoughts. Please. <laughs> Alright, back to the conjuring. Gangster rap made me do it. Um, My letterbox reviews goes like this. Um, This felt like it without the clown. This is literally what it felt like, it without the clown. So it's just like... Just people running around and shit. It was bad. Um, my letterbox review was a. Uh, this is very long and thought out review. Um, this is this came from the heart and everything. You feel me? All right, we good. My fault. <laughs> All right, we back. Yeah. Uh, seen it in a theater. And poop soup, hot dog water, Vienna sausage juice. Various dumpster liquids, etc. I don't know what sucked more. This or a Tiana Trump gangbang scene. Some of the occasional jump scares. But I'd prefer to see it in theaters. Hopefully Insidious 13 will be better. And that's why I end my top 5 worst movies of 2021. I mean, from looking from what's supposed to be coming from the rest of the year, I don't even think I can extend this list because you got a lot of shit coming. And I'll get to that after my top 10 list. So we just got to the appetizer. Let me hit y'all with the, you know, the main dish. You feel me? The main motherfucking dish. You feel me? All right. This is Ramos' top 10 movies of the year so far. Y'all asked for it. No, y'all didn't. Y'all wanted it. No, y'all didn't. Y'all requested it. No, y'all didn't. Y'all flooded my DMs asking for this list. No, y'all didn't. Um, So let's get into it, bruh. I've been trying to do this movie review shit for a little, not for a long time, but for like a past couple months. So now we really going to test the waters, test your might. Um, that's foreshadowing for later. Um, yes, I put Mortal Kombat on this list. Suck my dick. Um, all right. Top 10 movies of the year so far. Number 10. Wrong turn. Um, I was utterly surprised by, by watching Wrong Turn, like. I thought it was going to be this dry-ass shit with them corny-ass, like, inbred cannibals. Like, all these Eminem fans running around. Um, the first 40 minutes was dry as fuck. You know, the usual couples. They even put a gay couple in here, which is fire. You know, you got to be progressive. Beat, beat, progressive. Um, and, yeah. Uh, after the first 40 minutes, like, you really get to, like... It's slow as fuck. Like, I almost turned the movie off. I'm not even going to hold y'all. I watched it with my cousins, and I was like, man, this shit getting dry as fuck. And then they, when they actually get into the woods and start getting picked off, this shit goes from zero to a thousand, bro. It, it, it really surprised me how much it felt like. Honestly, it felt like you had one director for the first half of the movie and then another director for the second half. Because it literally goes from, like, down here... All the way up here after the first 45 minutes of the movie. Motherfuckers start getting killed with, with fucking big ass tree branches. Like a log just comes and crush motherfuckers. Like, and it's very, uh, it's gory too. 
Um, the director said that he used practical effects instead of special, like, CGI and shit, just to make it, you know, more gory. There was one scene, um, I don't remember who the character was, but they caught Mans, and bruh just started mopping him with a big-ass stick, and they just keep showing his face. The director said that it got to a point where they were gonna give the movie an NC-17 rating, NC-17 rating. But then he was like, fuck it, he had to cut it by a little bit. He's literally going in on this man's face. Like, oh, crazy, bro. Beating that shit up. Beating that shit up. Wild. And then they show the after effects, like how his face, like, that shit look hard as fuck. That shit look real. It made me, like, cringe a little bit, to be honest. And then by the end, your main character just fucking goes bananas. Like, this flip, like, this switch is, like, flipped in her head. And she just goes kill mode. Kill mode. Not a shout out to all my DC brethren. Tribly McKinney. Oh, that's Baltimore. Alright, whatever. Um Yeah. Wrong turn is is great. Um the ending is kinda it kinda leaves you open, so there might be a sequel, but I doubt it, because this is one of them January ass movies. If you alright, let me turn that down, my bad. If you don't know, if you don't realize by now, if a movie comes out in January, it's really destined to fail at this point. So, like, if your favorite movie comes out in January, that shit's doomed to fail. Or it's gonna, or the sequel is just gonna come out in January also. It's gonna be another shit bag. But, uh, yeah, wrong turn. By the end of the movie, I'm just completely blown away. And then the credits roll, and then something else happens, and I'm even more blown away. So, I had to put this at top 10. It's, I don't think it's any better. I had to fight between the top 10 and 9 spot. For this movie, but I think leaving it at ten is fine. This is the first way, a great way to begin the review. So number ten is Wrong Turn. Um, all the other Wrong Turn movies, like the first three, were kind of were okay, and then four, five, and six, it's like it's like B movie, like torture porn, weirdo levels. Like the sixth one, the sixth one is dead ass a softcore porn. Like they just fucking every five minutes on there. It makes no sense, but. Some of the bitches is bad, so I was just okay with it. I was okay with it. You remember softcore porn when you was a kid? You would go on Skinamax or some shit, and it's like some this this man humping the bitches like like hip or something, like she like humping her fucking inner thigh, like that shit used to hit when I was younger. Now looking back at it, it's like damn, we just awkwardly thrusting at each other, and we not even fucking. All right, back to the review. Um, <laughs> uh, number nine, number nine. Actually, I'm going to clip this right here. Oh, uh, shit. Here we go again. I've been working on that all week. My bad. Uh, yeah, we back. Number nine. My number nine. Ninth. Ninetieth. Ninth. Ninth. God damn. My ninth best movie of 2021 so far is Spiral from the Book of Saul. Um, Spiral was, was partly what I wanted from it, and partly what I didn't want from it. Like, it felt like it was trying to be different than all the other Saw movies, but it just ended up being another Saw movie by the end. Like, literally down to the fucking music. That Scott Storch-ass beat with no drums. Uh, That shit, 
honestly, Chris Rock was great in this. No fucking, aside from uh, Donnie Wahlberg and uh, Mance on the first one, no no main character from a Saw movie is, re- is like, re- like memorable at all. At fucking all. And I don't think this movie bombed. It came out in May. I don't think it bombed, but it didn't go crazy either. So, if they do make a sequel from this, like, they obviously left it open, you know, because, um, I'm not... I'm not gonna spoil it, fuck it, I'm not gonna spoil it, but, man, I just, it just felt like another Saw movie, and I like Saw movies, so that's really why this made this list, like, um, it did touch on police brutality and other subjects of that nature, you know, shit with cops, corrupt cops, and shit like that, murders being covered up, you know, fuck 12 all the time, that's me, that's me and shit boy Ramo, fuck 12. All day, I'll get that shit tatted on me. Fuck you, mean. All right. Well, aside from that, but uh, you know, it starts off with uh Chris Rock um and his homies going to rob some shit, and he's just giving you like a five minute monologue on some random shit. So a lot food, you feel me? Like he just it was just random as fuck. Like it was trying to set the tone for the rest of the movie with comedy, which the rest of the movie wasn't. As soon as like. People from his precinct start getting killed that he knows. Like, it was no comedy from then on. Like, then on out for the rest of the movie. There's one There's one kill in this movie that's just hard to look at. I think it involves hot oil in somebody's fucking face. And that shit was hard to watch. I'm not gonna lie. Most of, saw, most of the Saw, um... Most of the Saw, like, mur- like, death scenes and the traps... They're hard for me to watch, but that one was just... It wasn't even a trap. Like, the bitch was just... Alright, we're not getting into it, but, uh... Spiral. Chris Rock was supposed to do something with this, and he was supposed to do better with this. Like, he was supposed to do something way better, and it was just another Saw. Like, it was literally just Saw 9. It was literally Saw 9 with Chris Rock. And that's really all I can say about because I was... I was off copious amounts of edibles in the movie theater trying to watch that shit. It was a fun time. Don't get me wrong. There were some laughs in there. And then there were just some what the fuck moments. Like, it made me, like, part of the movie made me think Chris Rock was the killer. But he wasn't. And that's not really a big spoiler. Because it's like, you'll see through halfway in the movie. Honestly, the ending of the movie was so predictable. But it's like, they use, like, the corniest, cheapest, wackest way ever to cover it up. And that's another reason why this movie isn't even lower on my list. And I'm surprised it even made it. Like, wrong turn. Now, looking at it, wrong turn, I would probably put ahead of it. But it's Chris Rock. And I fuck with everything Chris Rock does. So, bitches be shopping. Bitches be shopping. All right. That is another. That's the second time I almost turned this podcast off. Because I said something fucking ridiculous, yo. I swear I'm the new carrot top or something. Corny as fuck. Um... We're going from comedy to serious shit right now. My number eight movie. My number eight movie. My fault. My number eight movie is Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I got to see this. I got to see this movie um a little bit early on some like reviewer screener shit. Like, I got an email from, I think it was Warner Brothers and all that shit. Like, they sent me a link to a website, and I could only watch the movie for, like, 24 hours and shit. It was a full-on screener and everything. So, I was cooked up. I was cooked up in this closet that I always record in, watching this movie. 
it was a great experience. Honestly, half of it, I was crying because I had Zaxby's Hottest Wings. And I'm a boneless guy. I can't believe I just said that. They're going to slander me for saying that. Well, I'm a boneless guy. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you call them bitches chicken nuggets. Them bitches be hitting. Why the hell would you want to suck on a bone, you fruity-ass boy? Why would you want to put a bone in your mouth and suck that shit clean? That's sus. That's mook. We don't do that round. All right. Nah, we don't care. I'm a boneless guy. Fuck it. Um, I had Zaxby's hottest wings. I think they were insane wings while I was watching it. So my eyes were burning, tearing, crying, drooling, bleeding, swearing, um, praying to God half of the movie. But the other half was great. I, this movie, I was so in depth. I was so like intrigued with this movie before it came out that like when I was watching it, I even took notes on it. Like literally I took notes from when the movie started, like all the way down, bro. Like I put, it starts with old clips and an FBI agent asking Messiah, a.k.a. Lakeith Stanfield, what his kids want to remember him by. I put chilling intro score, Lakeith fake detective at first, called the white man a role model. I had to put that in quotation marks. He called the white man a role model. That's wild. And then um, he says one of the main lines that I took away from this movie, man said, a gun is scarier than a badge, which is crazy, but... Somebody with a badge that has a gun is the scariest thing of all time. Um, I even took notes on Fred Hampton's character. He was a teacher, practiced war versus politics. Politics is war without bloodshed, and war is politics without blood with bloodshed. I took a bunch of quotes down. Words are beautiful, but actions are supreme. You can murder a freedom fighter, but you can't murder freedom. Made his students do push-ups as a punishment. Crown's arrival group... Oh, that was just saying Crown's was a rival group against them, even though they ended up getting together. Fred was Fred Hampton was first accused of stealing $70 worth of ice cream and was given two to five years for it. And then their hangout was burned while he was locked up. The Black Panthers hangout. This movie is great. If you're not... If you're not looking at it to, cause my biggest takeaway, like critique of this movie, it was, it was more so centered around Lakeith's character than Fred Hampton's character, and I wanted, I wanted, uh, you know, to the movie to be about Fred Hampton, but you realize like it's called and the Messiah, so it's you know, you know Judas and the Messiah. You feel me? Um, it was great. It was great. Um, I haven't seen the movie since February, so like. It's hard for me to, like, bring up any, like, other parts of the movie than what I wrote down. Um, the ending was sad, but you obviously know how it ends. And then, if y'all didn't know what happened to Lakeith's character, he killed himself. Fucking ki- He murked himself after, uh, the interviews of him talking all that shit went public, so. Shit happens. Number eight. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. That was a solid one, and that one actually made me feel like I was a movie reviewer. Like, writing down notes and just sitting there, pausing it to take notes, rewinding it because I miss certain things. Like, that's new to me, you feel me? I used to just watch movies be on my phone most of the time, so that's a big thing for me. Alright, moving on. This is a guilty pleasure. Before I even get to it, this is a guilty pleasure. This just had to go on my list because of how I grew up. There's another movie... 
There's another movie that's on this list as a guilty pleasure, and it's way lower than this. All right. My number seven movie is Mortal Kombat. Bow! I done said it. There you go. I done fucking said it. Um, The negatives of this movie, um, quick, doesn't even have the tournament, no Johnny Cage, and some characters that are kind of main characters just get murked off quick, like Cabal, um, apparently Reptile's in here, but I don't want to believe that's Reptile, but he gets murked off quick, like, they make light work with some of the main characters from the video games, but it's like, maybe in the sequel, if quotation big ass quotation marks super big ass quotation marks if they even get a sequel to be honest um you know if they even get a sequel because i know it went like i was saying in the for the other movie it went big i mean it did good but it didn't do that good you feel me certain movies gotta make that budget mat budget back and some so i could look it up right now but i could look it up right now to see how much it made box office but I know it's not a lot. Mortal Kombat box office. It made 83 mil and the budget was 55. So honestly, I'm not a box office mister. I'm not fucking Steven Spielberg out here in these streets. But um, that doesn't look like it's enough to get a sequel. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be fucking honest with you. Because it didn't really double anything. And they want to get, um, for the sequel, they want to put a Johnny Cage in there. And they want it to be a big character like Ryan Reynolds or some shit. They're not going to be able to do that. It's going to be fucking, fucking somebody from a fucking CW TV show or some shit as Johnny Cage. And everybody's going to be mad as fuck. Why is it Ryan Reynolds? Why is it Ryan Reynolds? Why is Ryan Reynolds the only funny white guy? Why? Fuck it. Put, put Bill Burr as Johnny Cage. Fuck it. Do something different. Fuck it. Make Donald Glover uh, fucking Johnny Cage. I'd fucking enjoy that more than Ryan Reynolds, man. Why is Ryan Reynolds, Chris, pa- Chris Pratt, and Tom Holland got to be everywhere? They got to be in everybody's movie. They got to be in every white man's remake. Oh, fuck it. Put Tom Holland as the new James Bond. Fuck it. Make Tom Holland the new fucking uh, Superfly. Who knows? That shit just be everywhere. It just be everywhere. They finna fucking... I heard Scarlett Johansson is playing Serena Williams in that Will Smith movie. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. They just have these actors play whoever they want. They got Serena... They got fucking Scarlett Johansson playing in, uh... Playing Pam Greer in her fucking biopic. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's fucking madness. I lied about those last two things, by the way. Um, Mortal Kombat was fire. It was alright. Like, it was perfectly average. Like, it was, it was what I needed from a Mortal Kombat movie. They deaded that PG-13 shit, and they went all out with it. It's just, the main character's a bitch, and he didn't really do shit through the whole movie. Honestly, the main character was like, a fucking Scorp- Um, it was, in the beginning it was Scorpion, but towards the end it's just like, you got Sub-Zero and fucking Scorpion going dummy on each other. And you got this little cornball trying to get in the way. And, like, he don't have no powers. He just got fucking thick skin. That was his power through the movie. He got thick skins and fucking arms on his hand. I mean, swords on his hands. That shit was kind of dry, if we being honest. The Goro fight was 40 seconds long. 
I'm actually, bro, I'm hating this movie. I'm hating this movie more than I'm giving it praise, and it's number seven on my best list. Like, I'm wildin'. I'm everywhere with this shit. But, um, yeah, fucking that's it. it There's no spoiler warning, but literally the last seconds of the movie shows a poster of Johnny Cage, action hero or some shit, coming soon near you or something like that. That's what it said on it. Boo, yeah, if we ever get that shit, please don't make it Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Yes, my number seven was Mortal Kombat. That's all I got to say about it, to be honest. And this is where we get into the actual good movies, you feel me? Um, One or two in here might not be considered good movies to a lot of other people. But I'm not like a lot of other people. I'm built different, you feel me? You know, my body different, 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 different. Um, Number six. As y'all can tell, it's getting hot in this fucking closet. I'm dying. I, I'm gonna do this though. We gonna get through it. We gonna make it. In the words of the of the great the great Confucius, fuck that frail shit. Um, my number six is A Quiet Place too. This movie is is amazing. This movie is great, and this movie has become one of the greatest horror movies of the past four years. And it's not even a horror movie. Like it's like a sci-fi fucking like thriller. You feel me? This is one of those only, like, PG-13 horror movies that I'll watch. Because all the other ones is trash. With, like, that same white bitch with the bowl cut. With the soccer mom cut. Like, finding some stupid shit out. One of those dumbass Blumhouse movies. But this ain't one of them. A Quiet Place 2 is great. And I actually seen A Quiet Place 2 before I even seen A Quiet Place 1. I still haven't seen A Quiet Place 1. Which is also crazy. Um... Actually, wait, wait, before we get into it, I wanted to say my Mortal Kombat review. I think I did one. Um, my Mortal, my letterbox review for Mortal Kombat. Before we get into number six, which is a quiet place too. Honestly, this is gonna be forgettable and doubt there will be a sequel, but still better than the originals. And Melina was way thicker than Melina was thicker than the tension between me and my baby mama in court. I um, there was a reason I had to read that, so shout out to that. Um, number six, A Quiet Place 2. I rated that four out of five stars. Um, that shit had me jumping in the movie theater. I had to go to the theaters to see it. I don't think it was one of those same-day HBO Max movies. I think it's like Paramount or something. But, um, uh, yeah, it's not that bad. It's really, um, I don't see anybody hating it or saying it's ass at all. The only thing I, the only gripe I have with this movie is babies. Babies in movies piss me off. So since that little motherfucker starts screaming, that shit pissed me off. Like, they'll drag babies crying in movies. Motherfucker will be crying for, like, four minutes straight. And they won't be doing nothing. They'll just be sitting there, you feel me? Um, yeah, it was scary. Um, the deaf girl, the deaf girl in there, uh, was, is fire. Like, you know, they gotta stay quiet. Um, they found this, like, little underground bunker. They sat in the bunker, and then somehow that gets fucked up because the kid wants to, uh... Go fucking explore and do other shit. Fucking cut his foot on some other shit. Start screaming like a little ass bitch. His fucking deaf little sister was harder than he was. This little man ruined half the movie, the fucking older brother. Um, the baby, they put the baby in a fucking suitcase. That sounds wild. But they put the baby in a suitcase. Um, like Casey Anthony. Um... And they gotta fight these fucking aliens. And by the end of the movie, like, what I've noticed, because I've only heard of, I only looked up the ending 
to the first uh, Quiet Place because when I first seen it, I was so high that I thought there there was no sound to the link that I was watching for it. So I was like, why is there no sound? The first 10 movie, minutes of the movie had no fucking sound. That's why I never saw the first A Quiet Place. Um, this one, it starts off quiet also. Actually, no, it starts off at a baseball game. The whole town's at a baseball game. Man is watching his kids play. And then some wild shit happened. Um, the jump scares in here, great. Um, Emily Blunt is fucking fire in this. She is a distressed bitch. She is a distressed, independent-ass woman that don't need no man in her life. I'm pretty sure her man got killed in the first one. So, refer to the first movie for that. But, um, I left this one, um, the ending was a little corny. I'm, I'm one that never likes endings to movies, because a lot of them just be like, ah, there you go, it's done now. Like, they rush to endings and shit. So the ending to this one, it was like, they got shit done, but it's still not over. Like, they won the battle, but they did not win the war. Like, that's how this felt. But it got closer to them possibly stopping this whole, like, alien shit. There's one scene with uh, Cillian Murphy and, was it Demon Hansu? Where they, like, they find this, like, town. Like, they fucking go on a boat. And they, like, find this town once they get off the boat. And there was accident. There was actually a fucking alien. One of the aliens on the bottom of the boat. There was actually an alien on the bottom of the boat that they got to this new town with. And all hell breaks loose. And that really leads to the ending of the movie, to the like main climax of the movie. I'm not gonna say nothing after that because it just goes crazy. It's probably one of the wildest scenes I've seen in any movie this year. And it's a PG-13 movie, by the way. Um, I gave it four out of five. My review goes, I watched, my letterbox review goes, I watched this before the first one and I was very surprised. I watched this as a sneaking movie in the theater and this is way better than that mid-ass conjuring. Refer to conjuring review. See how I tried to be professional there? Bow. See how I spelled professional wrong? LMAO. But one of my favorite movies of the year and that town scene in the beginning and end were fire. Great movie, um, great horror movie. I feel like teens would, would like it too, like younger kids might like it. Like, it's not spooky, bloody, or gory, so, number six, uh, <clears throat> god damn, A Quiet Place too. My number five is a Netflix original movie by the name of Gunpowder Milkshake. Yay, women. That's all I gotta say. Um, this movie stars this little white bitch, um, her mom is an assassin, and then something happens on one of her jobs, so she has to abandon her, and leaves her with, like, one of her associates that helps with the, with the assassinations, like, the hitman shit and all that, so she basically grows up with Paul Giamatti, and then she, basically, the daughter ends up becoming an assassin while her mom's, like, been gone for, like, 15 years or 18 years or some shit like that. And it's great. This is, this is, like, you know how, uh, like, earlier in the review when I did my worst movies, I said nobody is, like, a different version of John Wick. The action in this, in Gunpowder Milkshake is to the levels and the, like, to the levels of John Wick. Like, that's how fire it is. There's nothing but violence in this movie. But it's like a woman. Like, the whole movie is women. I'm pretty sure there's no good man in this movie. They all are dickheads. So that's, that. you know, 
this movie, I, I'm pretty sure if it's not directed by a woman, then it's some by, um, you know, um, yeah, I was thoroughly surprised by this movie, I thought it was gonna be a cornball, like, somewhat chick flick, you know, she gonna find a fucking, uh, a man, like, halfway through the movie, and she gonna be fucking killing people with him, and that wasn't it, that wasn't it at all, that wasn't it at all, um, she goes to do this job, and she mercs this man, while he was, like, being a double agent, trying to help the agency and do his own shit, because he had a daughter, and she didn't know he had a daughter until after she murks a man by accident, I'm not spoiling nothing, this is, like, the first half hour of the movie, and then while man's, like, on his, like, dying wish, his dying wish is, like, can you protect my daughter, they have my daughter, oh. so she basically murks this man that has a kid that's been captured, so she has to go save this kid, and that's basically the whole movie, um, I don't want to say no more of it, because it's just fire, it was a thrill ride the whole way through, um, this did get a lower rating from me than A Quiet Place 2, but it's lower on my list, because this is action that I like, what do they call it, they call it gun Fu. that's what they call this type of movie, and, um, and yeah, this is, um, you know, this was very surprising, uh, Angela Bassett's in it, she whooping ass, um, I think, um, what the fuck is her name, what is her name, bro, what is her name, Michelle Yeoh, I think it is, I think that's her name, Michelle Yeoh, I know she's in a bunch of movies, and what's her name, Carla Gugino, I know she's in a bunch of movies, she looking bad as well, I lick her neck, um, Angela Bassett, I would be her grandson any day. Um, step-grandson. Um, I gave this movie a three and a half out of five stars. So it did get lower than A Quiet Place, too. But this was just better to me. This was just more fire. It's just, it didn't deserve that four star. Because it was cheesy. It was a little cheesy. The ending was a little corny. You know, girl power. Girls stick together. Yes. But it was a violent as fuck. And if your movie's violent as fuck, you're automatically getting a good rating from me. Or a good, or somewhat good review. Um, my letterbox review, my letterbox review, <clears throat> god damn, sheesh, god, <laughs> fucking shit, cancer with my ass, what? Um, my letterbox review of this movie goes, uh, judging from the trailer, I was very skeptical, but this shit was heat, not gonna lie, aside from a few plot holes and too much slow motion effects, that was one thing in the movie, that was one of my biggest gripes of the movie. Uh, and y'all, y'all could tell I just learned the word gripe today. Uh, <laughs> um, one of my biggest gripes from the movie was the slow motion. There was so much slow motion in this shit. Unneeded slow motion, like, unbearably slow Like, for no reason. Of bitches just walking. Like, I don't need to see you walking in slow motion. Unless it's Angela Bassett with no clothes on. But she had clothes on the whole movie. <laughs> um, aside from that, um, yeah, the rest of my letterbox goes... I mean, you would have thought, like, Zack Snyder directed this movie. That's how much slow motion was in it. But we're going to keep... We're going to move. I was thoroughly entertained from start to finish. Between this and Army of the Dead, hopefully Netflix can tee the fuck up. Because HBO Max and Amazon Prime on they... Ass. I put ass in all capitals. I had to put, <laughs> um, I had to you know, you know, put some emphasis on that shit. 
Uh, yeah, HBO Max is on their ass, on Netflix ass. Like, they probably, ahead of them, they probably run in circles around them now. Because Netflix is not really on that shit, but... Yeah, that was my number five, Gunpowder Milkshake. Everybody go peep that. I don't recommend not a lot of these movies on the list, and they are movies that a lot of people probably seen already. But go peep that Gunpowder Milkshake. That's one that's gonna fly under the radar. That shit was pretty fire. Pretty, pretty fire. The lead bitch, mm. Even though she was white, I didn't want to put my hands on her in a sexual way. You know the vibes. Consensually. Consensually. My number four movie. Number four. This one's going to get me heat from people. This one get people on my ass. My number four movie. Best movie of 2021 so far. Is Space Jam. A New Legacy. Yes. At first... I gave this movie a 5 out of 5 stars. And then realized, I'm pushing, I'm pushing it a little too far. So I pushed it back to a 4 star. I pushed it back to 4 stars. I might have been dick riding with the 5 stars. But like, this movie, if you were born, if you were born from, if you were born anywhere from 1986 to 1997... You know this movie. You grew up watching this movie. You grew up with this movie around you. You seen this movie on fucking ABC Family. You seen this movie on Nickelodeon. Like you seen this movie everywhere. You know the first Space Jam. So like me, I'm a father now. I have a son, little son, little four year old son. Shout out to you, Nico. Um. So me growing up having a Space Jam movie, to now my son having a Space Jam movie as a kid. It's the coolest shit ever. It's literally the coolest shit ever. I don't care if Michael Jordan not in it. I mean, technically, Michael Jordan's in it. See, now I'm giving spoilers. But, um, you know, like, it's great to see. I don't care. Like, I'm not going into this wanting to to, to gauge if this is going to be an Oscar-worthy movie. Like, motherfuckers is my age and older giving complete dissertations on how this movie is terrible, how it should have never been made. But it's a motherfucking, this is to entertain children. Like, there are some, like, adult themes in it, but <coughs> it's, it's not, this movie is 70% cartoon. So, like, it's really not made for your old asses. Your hairline receding. Why are you talking about Space Jam 2? You need to be talking to Bosley. You need to be talking to hair for men. What is it called? I don't fucking know. You start a family. Don't re- don't critique Space Jam too. Let LeBron do what he want. Let Bugs Bunny do what the fuck he want. That shit is corny. Motherfucker, this is terrible. LeBron sucks at acting. This is ridiculous. Like, hey, keep that shit to yourself and let the kids enjoy it. The fuck. My son not going fucking. My son not not going to rate the newest Snowfall season and say that shit was terrible. Because he don't understand cocaine. My son not going to say Franklin Saint was a simp. So don't say LeBron is trash as an actor. Even though he kind of is. But don't critique this movie. It's for fucking children. It's for 5 to 10. Ages 5 to 10. You 30 years old. Shut the fuck up. Go watch grown man shit. Like The Wire. Some bullshit. Leave, leave Space Jam 2 alone, bitch. This movie will go down in history, bruh. Um, 
no matter what, no matter how, if it bombed at the box office, no matter if it went crazy in the box office, this movie is going to go down in history. Like, like, all these people that hate it and said this man's not going to be MJ, this man literally made a whole space, made a movie out of a dead fucking franchise. Two dead franchises with the Looney Tunes, if we being honest. And he brought that shit back. And and this shit was funny. I was laughing throughout this whole shit. The cameos was weak. Like, it was hard. Like, this shit was fire, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I was high up my ass watching this shit. Fuck you mean? Um, Space Jam, A New Legacy, man. Watch it with your kids. Watch it with yourself. I don't give a fuck. Um, my letterbox review goes... Completely exceeded my expectations... And it was enjoyable the whole way through. I know the corny ass LeBron haters finna drag this, but this was a gr- this was great humor that even was funny to an adult like me. And the kids will enjoy it, not knowing half the re- the references in it. Me as a kid would never expect a sequel to Space Jam of all things, but this is a perfect way. To bring this to a new generation. And who knows. Maybe we'll get another one. In 20 to 25 years. With the next NBA legend one day. (coughs) Zion. You never know. You literally never know. By the time Zion's 18 years in the NBA. We could have a Space Jam 3. A newer legacy. A dynasty. Space Jam legacy. The dynasty. I mean Space Jam. The new dynasty or some bullshit. You don't know. Like, this was good and this was history. This is, no matter how ass it was, no matter how corny people say it was, this movie is going to be around forever. Number four, Space Jam. A new legacy. My number three is... My number three best movie of 2021 so far. These three... These three were honestly the first two were hard to put, but three was three was was scrounging. Like I tried to get three on number two and switch two with three and all this shit like that, and I couldn't. So my number three is Army of the Dead. Wow! All I gotta say is wow. Zack Snyder has been on a little run. Has been on a little run since um you know. Since um, the shit happened with his daughter, uh, rest in peace, you know, um, they they fucked him up by giving him that trash ass Justice League, by I think it was Josh Whedon or whatever, and he came back did Snyder League, I mean Snyder League, the fuck, did the Snyder cut of Justice League, that movie was a two out of five to me. Out of everything Zack Snyder has done in the past few years, like Justice League is not the best. Trust me. That shit was boring ass, and everybody, everybody who said they watched that the Snyder Cut twice or more than once, for literally forced themselves to watch that shit. First of all, there's an hour and five minutes of slow motion throughout that whole fucking movie, which is ridiculous, and it it was just too much. Like I don't want to watch a four hour like superhero movie. Like even Endgame was cutting it with three hours. But that was an entertaining, humorous, like, three hours all the way through. This is dry, five-minute, dragged-out conversations. Like, 
The fighting was not even too crazy. Like, it was just dry. But Army of the Dead was completely different. Army of the Dead was bright, colorful, violent. Had me on my toes the whole two and a half hours of this movie. Um, honestly, there could be, like, 15 minutes taken out of it, but it's nothing that's not, that's not, like, you would call boring, you feel me? Um, man, Batista went crazy in it, Batista went dummy in it, um, better than I thought, you know, I, I, I noticed that a lot of these wrestler rappers get better with, uh, with more movies that they do, with acting, you feel me? I gave this five stars at first, I had to move it down to four stars, Cause I feel like when I really, really like a movie, I'm gonna gas the fuck out of it until I either watch it again or give it some time and see other reviews. But I'm not letting the other people, you know, I'm not letting other people change my thoughts on the movie. It's just a five is like relax. You shouldn't be giving too many movies five stars. That's how I feel about it. But this movie literally started the zombie apocalypse. Literally started with somebody getting sloppy fucking toppy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought somebody getting the gawk gawk, slurp slurp, twist twist, 3000 combo would start this giant zombie apocalypse and destroy all of Las Vegas and almost the world? Who would have thought That's, that this man getting lovely, hum, the humblest, this man was getting the, the most beautifulest, double-handed, Tiana Trump, Riley Reed crazy combo uh, on the way to their honeymoon. Because it said, like, just married on the back of the license plate or some shit. Man, this man getting the, the Tasmanian devil of suckiness, of, of the gawkest of gawkinen, the gawkinen nations. Is getting the Alright, pause on those sounds. But he's getting the crazy. The most super is got. And bruh loses control of the wheel. Crash into a fucking army truck. Patient zero of zombies is literally in the fucking truck. And the bitches crash. Because man's was getting the... This man getting neck. This man getting necky neck. Hey ma, I've been hugging the block. Yeah, hustling rocks. You know that song. That calls this the the creation of Army of the Dead. It's beautiful. No other movie I bet you has started like that with somebody getting fucking the sucky sucky of the of 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 all time. You know, creating fucking zombies. But other than that, like it's it's beautiful. Like the first, the opening scene, like not that opening scene, but like the opening scene with the credits and shit. That was amazing. Like it told a little story without saying words at all. It left you a little heartbroken after, like, that certain scene in the opening credits where they have to let that family die because they were too far behind just to save, like, the rest of the town because they, like, barriered all the zombies in, you know? The inc- the introduction of the newer zombies, the new level zombies that can mate, they can fuck and create fucking zombie babies and communicate with each other. They got the fucking Lil Uzi diamond in their forehead and shit. Going crazy or whatever. Fucking telling each other what to do and shit like that. They run like they own town like gang shit. They got they like the zombie bloods and the zombie folks in them. Going crazy in Las Vegas. And then you got Batista and his fucking army people or whatever. Trying to um go hunt for this bank vault with like 250 mil in it. 
You got Ghosts from Power in there. I hold the mic like a walkie-talkie. Um, going crazy. Um, you got this fucking Pierre French-ass motherfucker who opens a bank vault. And they're making this fucking... They're making a, um... What do they call that shit? A spin-off movie with him called Army... What is it? Army of Thieves? Army of the Thieves or some shit like that. That seems cool, I guess. This is, like, before the zombie apocalypse happens. Like, that don't, that don't seem bad at all. Um... The only, like, negatives I have about this movie is the daughter and the ending. Like, it could, they could have done it way different. But, like, the after credit scene is hard. The after credit scene is hard, though. That's how you know they're going to keep making more. And this movie went fucking crazy on Netflix. So, Netflix they don't give a fuck. If your movie does somewhat successful, they're like, fuck it, make another one. Fuck it, make an anime fucking TV series. Fuck it, make a comic book. You know what? Fuck it. Uh, fucking make smoothies. Make zombie smoothies with... Fucking brain juice in them. I don't fucking know. Did Netflix let you do what you want? Netflix says, fuck it. Do whatever you want. Fuck it. Batista, go kill some shit, you know? Um, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat's in this, and he's the bad guy. Um, And yeah, that's all I remember, really, of him. But yeah, some shit goes wrong. Then the zombies try to take over. Then you got fucking Roman Reigns zombie. That's like the strongest zombie of all of them. His name's like Alpha. And then there's like a tie-in, one of the army, one of the army guys has an Omega tattoo on him, which is Ghost from Power, and then, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, by the end, he ends up being the only one that survives, and then he gets on a plane, and then lifts his shirt up, and realizes that he has a fucking zombie bite, and he's with two white women, I beg your pardon, yes, he is with two white women, I beg your pardon, I had to say it twice, um, chillin', um, they're the stewardess on this private jet that he buys, cause he's, um, um, white man, fucking, the, the, the French dude puts him in the bank vault and closes it when zombies are about to go crazy and he survives the whole bomb and shit, so he buys a private jet, goes crazy, and then realizes he about to be a zombie, he about to be one of them zombies, one of them Roman Reigns strong ass zombies, so he's like, fuck it, let me just ball out. Yeah, and that's, I'm guessing that's what's leading into the next one. I fucked with it. I loved the movie. I watched the movie like four times at least. You know, and I don't really replay movies, but I love zombie movies. Something about zombie movies that like, they hit for me. It's just, they're very hit and miss nowadays. Like, you you rarely get your Dawn of the Dead. You rarely get your Train to Busan. You rarely get your, no, you know, your standout zombie movies. But this is definitely one of them. It had, like, the crazy, like, it felt like Call of Duty-level action with the zombies. Like, it was fire. Um, did I review it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, my letterbox review goes, bruh, somebody was getting, somebody getting sloppy toppy started the zombie apocalypse. I hope it was Tiana Trump level. Oh, shit, my bad, I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah, this was fire top 10 zombie movies of all time. True. This might even be... It might be top five zombie movies all the time because there really isn't, there really isn't like that many amazing zombie movies. You got the the Dawn of the the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead, you got Train to Busan, and that's really it for me. You got um Twenty Eight Days Later maybe. I really can't think off the top. Like there might be one or a few other ones, but they're like probably foreign films and shit like that. So if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Go peep Army of the Dead. That shit go dummy. Oh my gosh, my number two and number one movie. I literally might make this on-the-spot decision last second. 
Alright, fuck it, I'm switching it last second. My number two movie, instead of my number one movie, is The Suicide Squad. It pains me to make this my number two, and if you know me, if you really know me, you definitely gonna know what my number one is. But yes, my number two is The Suicide Squad. No theater experience was supposed to go to the theater, but um, something happened. So I ended up watching it on HBO Max. They, sh- bro, I knew this movie was gonna be a banger because they put it on HBO Max early. Like they really wanted to get that shit out. They really wanted to get that shit out. I was skeptical because James Gunn is a fucking weirdo. Let me just separate. I want to separate the art from the artist, but James Gunn is a weirdo. Like he had some weird little child tweets back then. But I guess DC was like, I don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck, um, so we're gonna hire you because Marvel is treating you like a fat side bitch. So, DC hired James Gunn, he, he, uh, basically revived the dead Suicide Squad movie from 2016 that I'd never seen. I still haven't even seen that shit. I don't know why, I was not fucking with DC movies at the time, I was straight Marvel at the time. I think that, that dropped around the time as Civil War, or the same year as Civil War, so I was like, bruh. There's no way DC isn't even getting close to this. I was a little skeptical, but then, like, I seen that it was rated R for, like, strong, bloody violence and gore. So I was like, aight, aight, we getting there, we getting there, we getting there, aight, I'm gonna definitely give it a chance. And then John Cena's in it as Peacemaker. And before the movie even comes out, they announce a Peacemaker TV show. Boom, that's another little, that's another little thing that gets me, oh, shit. Oh, fuck, like, this movie might really be fire, might be gas, that OG gas pack, that EXO, um, and then I seen it the day before it came out, Thursday night, no, Wednesday, I think, right, Wednesday or Thursday at 7 in the afternoon, well, 7 in the evening, they premiered on HBO Max, and I was blown away, this whole 2 hours and 12 minutes, I was thoroughly blown away by this movie, and I actually just watched it again last night, by the way. I watched it again last night for the third time, which is crazy, but, um, (coughs) it starts off with what you think is the Suicide Squad, spoiler, 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 spoiler warning, I gotta say it a few times for people that are listening that haven't seen the Suicide Squad, um, yeah, for people that haven't, um, seen it, I said spoilers already, so fuck y'all. Um, it starts off with what you think is going to be the Suicide Squad, and then they just get picked off in the first six movies. I mean, it's first six minutes of the movie in the most entertaining way possible. So it's, you have Savant, which is Michael Rooker in a Hannah Montana wig, and uh, Gucci goggles. Then you have uh, Rick Flagg, Captain Boomerang, TDK, Javelin, Weasel, Harley Quinn, and Blackbeard, I think his name is, or something. All getting dropped off on the island. Boom. It's first five minutes of the movie, they get you in it. Boom. They're already getting on the getting together, getting on this mission. And then there's like Mongo or Mandango or whatever that alien bitch's name was. I forgot. Um, I think that's eight of them. Yeah, that's eight. So they all get ready, boom, they about to jump out this plane and fucking go to this uh island and get these uh generals like these war criminals and they're going against like this foreign army or whatever boom everybody jumps off the plane weasel jumps off the plane the motherfucker can't can't swim 
Nobody knew he couldn't swim. So they just let his ass drown. Um, Savant's character. Savant uh, takes Weasel. Wow, gives him mouth-to-mouth pause. Um, and they said he dead. So boom, it just starts off like that. So they all get to the shore. And they all got their guns ready. Harley Quinn got a big-ass rocket launcher. Captain Boomerang got some motherfucking boomerangs, if you didn't notice. Um, and then Pete D- Davidson's character, Blackbeard or whatever, just says, just gets up from shore and says, Hey, guys, it's me. Remember I called you guys? Remember, hey, I called you. I brought the whole squad with me. Mop! This man's face gets blown off. Literally, fa- like, whole face, like... All you see is the side of his side profile of his head. Bop! Blown the fuck off. And they're like, God damn! Why did he do that? He tried to double cross or some shit? And then all hell breaks loose from there. You got, um... You got, what's his name? Going out there going crazy with the guy. Going crazy. Harley Quinn shoots a rocket launcher. The alien bitch man then go jumps up to the helicopter. Tries to take the helicopter down. She starts killing people. Killing all the soldiers. And she kills herself. The fucking helicopter crashes into Captain Boomerang. Boom, he's fucking dead. He explodes into pieces. Man, Dingo's on fire. She's fucking burning alive because she wanted to grab onto a helicopter mid-fucking air. You got TDK, the detachable kid, detaches in his arms just to slap the fucking pimp, slap the fuck out of the army soldiers and does nothing, gets shot the fuck up. And then um, Javelin is just standing there, boom, gets gets shot up a bunch of times with pieces of, like, the helicopter or some shit. Oh, it's just all-out fucking carnage. Rick Flag and Harley Quinn are the only ones that are surviving. Everybody else is just murked off. Bye-bye. Within the first six minutes, and then all you see is, um, what is it? Task Force X or something? I think it's, like, Task Force X or whatever. Is the group that's like uh, that's like um leading the uh the Suicide Squad, and um, and they're like, all right, how's Team Two doing? And boom, the whole other side of the island, it's the real Suicide Squad. It's you have Idris Elba, Idris Elba, King Shark, Ratcatcher Two, Peacemaker, right? That's it, right? Oh, and Polkadot Man. And then they all wash up on the island. Then you get all their, you get their origins for the next 15 minutes. And then it like restarts with them on the island. They have to find uh, Rick Flag <coughs> and retrieve Harley Quinn. And it's completely up from there. Like I thought they're, the only dry points I have in this movie, it like goes on this like, not tangent. It just goes on this like weird route where like Harley Quinn finds love with the Spanish dictator that they trying to kill and shit. And he leads the starfish mission, and it's like this whole, like, thing. But then after that, completely after that, literally completely after that, after Harley Quinn's, like, after they save Harley Quinn and shit, well, she technically saves herself. She literally saves herself. She works everybody in the whole building after she kills a dictator. Well, they try to torture her and shit, and then she escapes. In the most beautiful, probably one of the most beautiful DC fight scenes I've ever seen. Like, it's up there with that um, warehouse scene from Batman vs. Superman. Like, it's up there. She's killing people while she's stabbing people. You got flowers popping out of their body instead of blood and shit. You got, like, this old 50 song playing in the background while she's killing everybody, going crazy. And then everything from there is great, bro. Like, you have a kill-off between John Cena and Idris El- Elba's character, Bloodshot. 
that shit is fucking beyond hilarious. John Cena is way funnier than I've ever seen him in any movie in this. And he's really barely saying anything. Like, the bitch rat catcher was like, I'm tired. And John Cena's like, ugh, hobbyist. Like, yo, you just saying the dumbest shit in here, bro. He was like, Bloodshot was like, how about you suck a bag of dicks? And he was like, if for the for the complete justice of America, I would suck everybody's dick on this island, no problemo. And I was like, uh, like this is wild, like it's just complete, like ridiculous humor, carnage everywhere. You got King Shark eating motherfuckers. You got Polka Dot Man. Literally the the most, some of the most funniest moments of this movie is um. Polka Dot Man literally sees everybody as his mother because his mother made him this Polka Dot creature. So he's in the club dancing with mad bitches on him and then all you see is them as his with his mother's face on them. That shit gets me the whole movie. They keep bringing that shit up the whole movie. Like, when you get towards the ending, literally the climax of the movie is like the whole last 45 minutes of the movie and I like that shit. I like a big ending, a big climactic, violent ending. Like, they get to Jorgenheim, which they're supposed to do to um, destroy all the evidence of the Starfish Project. And then King Shark does some wild shit. And then, like, they somehow get loose. King Sh- uh, The Starfish gets loose and, like, captures everybody, takes over everybody's body. And now they got to stop it and shit. It is fire. The after credit scene, the first after credit scene was alright. I was like, alright, how the fuck you can keep this going? Who cares? Spoiler warning, spoiler warning, like... It's Weasel, and then um, the second after credit scene. Spoiler warning! Spoiler warning! Spoiler warning! Because people be triggered about shit like this. Um, the ending, like I don't want to spoil the ending, so it just let's just say it, it like leads to the Peacemaker series. I thought the Peacemaker series would be a prequel by the end of this movie, and then realize like once you see the post credit scene, you'll know. But man, James Gunn went crazy. This is probably the best movie of James Gunn's career. Um, he done, I know a bunch of them offhand, literally, because I was watching, shout out to Cody Leach, um, that's one of the only movie reviewers I watch, shout out to Cody Leach. Um, he listed, like, James Gunn's best movie, he did Super, with Rain Wilson, terrible movie, Slither, fucking wild ass movie, that movie low-key scared me as a kid, um, and then the Guardians of the Galaxies, he did, like, one or two other things. The first, both of the Guardians of the Galaxies are ass to me, those are dookie shit. People are comparing Guardians of the Galaxy to Suicide Squad, and it's Suicide Squad, the Guardians of the, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's just getting me mad as fuck, because Guardians of the Galaxy, both of them are dog shit. Dog fucking shit. Terrible. Um, And yeah, this movie was great. I gave it a um four, four and a half out of five stars. I didn't do a letterbox review yet. I don't know why. I literally might just take shit I said from this review and just put it in the letterbox review. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed the fuck out of Suicide Squad every time that I watched it. I watched it three times already, and I enjoyed it every single time. And, yeah, four and a half out of five stars, that means that shit busting. Everybody, I've been seeing um, movie videos on YouTube saying that the movie bombed in the box office this weekend, but it's only been one week since it's out, so you never know. And I don't know the HBO Max, like, the watches, like, what they gross, like, on HBO Max. I hope, I have my fingers fucking crossed that they could somehow do a sequel and put, like, new characters or just add characters to the Suicide Squad. My biggest thing that I want to see, what I want to see is Will Smith versus Idris Elba. 
That would be fucking beautiful. That would be God level. And the third Suicide Squad have Idris Elba versus Will Smith. That would be fucking nuts. And I got Idris Elba the whole way because he's just an enjoyable ass character throughout the whole movie. And he's the leader of the squad, even though he says he doesn't want to be a fucking leader. You feel me? But yeah, Suicide Squad, great fucking movie. It was tearing me apart having it number one because this next movie deserves to be number one. No matter what anybody says about it. No matter what anybody says about it. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care. My number one movie is Fast and Furious 9. The only movie that I reviewed this year that has five stars. And is that's that's really why I had to make all those other movies that I gave five stars. I had to make them four and four and a half stars because this is the one of the only movies I want to be five stars rated this year. This and one of the movies I have on my anticipated list that's coming up right after this that I'm gonna get to should only be five stars this year. Everything else should not be five stars. Actually, there's two on the anticipated list, but we'll get to that. <sighs> fast fucking nine. What a overly crowded, convoluted piece of shit. Amazing work of art classic this movie is. This is the most beautiful piece of dog shit you've ever seen in your life. Like this dog dookie has a Miri jeans on. This giant piece of dog shit has the cleanest fit you've ever seen in your life. So you're like, hey, this dog shit... But this dog shit kind of fly, though. This dog shit kind of fly. You feel me? Like, it's like... Ugh. It's... Oh, my God. Like, it's everywhere. The movie starts with... The movie starts with young Dom. Um, when his father died on the racetrack. There's just so many different stories within this movie. It's just everywhere. It negates half of the, the plot... Half of the things it negates half of the things from the move from the other previous movies, but it doesn't give a fuck, and it's just going all out because they want to make money. That's all this shit is. This Fast and Furious has been the biggest money grab for movies ever since Star Wars. Since fucking Star Wars, I wouldn't say anything about Marvel because they're actually doing cool shit with Marvel. This Fast and Furious and Star Wars and Jurassic Park. Are just they're just there to be there. They're not there to be good anymore. They're not there to be to be critically acclaimed anymore. They're just there to be to make fucking billions of fucking dollars. This movie was supposed to come out in 2020, May 2020. It got put back because of Rona. And <clears throat> and then hopefully they didn't change. I feel like they did reshoots after it got delayed and put some other shit in here. But they're going on a mission. Every single person that's part of this crew has plot armor. None of them can die. They're invincible. This movie's fucking amazing. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> that's all I gotta say, bro. I'm just here for the cars, the the action. The fucking how wild you can make some shit without them actually dying. Like, like, man's Vin Diesel went straight into a big-ass billboard with a fucking crew neck sweater on had no scratches on him, bro. <laughs> like, he speared John Cena through a building! 
and proceeded to fight him for five minutes. And in the next scene, he has no scratches on his body. Like, oh. And it's wild, too, because the director of Fast Five is directing this, if I'm not mistaken, Justin Lin. And it's just a complete bag of shit. Like, Fast Five was amazing. Fast Five might be one of the best, like, standouts of the series. And I don't know. I don't even know. To be honest, they should have ended it after the seventh one. But I'm just here for the ride now. I'm literally here for... I'm. You. This is the bitch that cheated on me three times, but I'm just there because she got good pussy and a, and a crib I could stay in. That's really what Fast 9 is. Like, do I really got to go into details of the movie? They go to fucking space. Bow Wow's in it. And he's thick in it. Pause. Bow Wow's thick in it. Um... Like, Tyrese went to space with Ludacris, and they ran out of gas in space, they crash into a fucking satellite, and survive a satellite crash in a fucking 86 Pontiac Fiero. Like, this shit is everywhere. This is wild. This is a roller coaster movie, bro. Like, it... Not to mention, John Cena is Vin Diesel's brother. I don't know how they could make John Cena Dominican in this movie, but they somehow did. They somehow did. They were like, fuck it, put a put a extra tan on him, put 5% tint on John Cena's skin, and give him a Jesus chain, and boom, now he's fucking Dem- uh, Vin Diesel's brother now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. We didn't know for eight fucking movies he didn't have, he didn't have another sibling until now. Thank you, thank you Fast and Furious for grabbing my balls and twisting them for 20 years straight just to let them go and say, here. Here's here's a fucking lollipop. Hope you feel better. Um, I don't know why. It's like you gotta start with with the hate, I guess, and then get into the love. I fuck with everything about this movie. Them bringing Han back, them bringing Sean from Tokyo Drift back, them just the nostalgia kills. Nostalgia literally kills, and that's. With this movie, that's what has this movie hanging by a thread, if we're being honest. Like, that's what has this movie still kicking. The last, before the credits even roll the movie, spoiler warning, if this even is a spoiler warning. They're all eating dinner. They're all eating dinner. They're all eating dinner as they do at the end of their movies, fucking drinking Coronas and shit. Bow Wow's there grilling. He's fucking grilling. You know, Bow Wow just grilling and shit. Um... The last scene of the movie is, um, they're all at the dinner table, they're about to say grace, and they say, wait, we're waiting on one more person, and there's an empty chair, and all you see is, um, Paul Walker's blue Nissan Skyline GTR pull up into the driveway, and that's the end of the movie. Like... Like, these fans of Fast and Furious are dumb as Eminem fans. Like, uh, uh. you just have a good, like, all you have to do is put that in the movie. Boom, people are going to go see Fast and Furious 10. Oh, fuck, maybe Paul Walker's going to be in it. Oh, my God, I can't fucking wait to see Paul Walker. Yes. Boom. That's half of your fucking, that's half of your, um, there's a name for it. It starts with a D. I just forgot it. I literally forgot it. It's a name that starts with a D. I don't know. There's your target market right there. Boom. People that want to see Paul Walker. Boom. That's it. Like, you could do so much more. Apparently, apparently they're making a, um, a, a Vin Diesel Origins film. 
I have nothing good to say about any origin film because every origin film is terrible. Which also reminds me, I should have put Snake Eyes on that list. I didn't even see it, and I'm going to put it on that top five worst list. You feel me? That's an honorable mention. I didn't even have to see that movie to know how ass it was. I knew by the movie trailers how ass Snake Eyes was. But getting back to Fast and Furious. They're going to do two more. Apparently it's going to be one movie, one more movie. But it's going to be split into two parts like Avengers. Um, Boo. I don't fucking care. Vin Diesel's in it. He's pushing 60 years old. He will be 60 by the time the next one comes out. Or the final one comes out. And that's it. Vin Diesel, Fast Cars, Family. Family, family, Coronas, Bow Wow, Space, Han, and Dominican John Cena. That's all I gotta say about this five-star classic of a movie. This might be the best of all the Fast and Furious movies, if we're being honest. Nah, the first one's amazing, but, um... I gave it five stars on Letterboxd. Um... Do y'all really want to hear my review? This is the most ignorant review I've ever done on Letterboxd. And I've only done like 20, 25 films, I think, reviewed. (sighs) There's so much to say about this brilliant piece of film history. Fast and Furious is the best movie franchise ever. Better than Godfather, Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Avengers. Nobody can change my mind on the level of ridiculousness that is in this amazing that is in this is amazing the origin story great flashbacks great callbacks great getting the ogs from the other movies great i'm not going to cap my meat was hard the whole movie i'm going to see this shit more times than i seen that jay la fox popeye scene and that's a lot to be honest can't wait for fast 10 i feel like a junkie dot 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 Call me Philip Seymour Boss Man with the sunglasses emoji. I told y'all it was going to be ignorant before I read it. It's definitely ignorant. It's going to stay at five stars because it's fast fucking nine. You feel me? And that was my top ten movies of the year so far. I don't want to keep y'all for too long. So let me just get right into my top five most anticipated movies Of the rest of 2021. There's a bunch coming out. There are are a few things coming out about COVID. So I'm praying to God. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed on everything. That none of these movies will get delayed. That will get delayed. Before. Before uh, 2021 is over. Alright. So my top five. My top five most intense. God damn, that's not whooping my ass. Let me take another hit to make sure it's really whooping my ass. I'm not going to edit that out either. I'm not going to edit that out either. 
I'm sorry for everybody that's offended by me coughing like Biggie at the end of that one song on Ready to Die. <coughs> Alright, we good now. <coughs> I forgot even what I'm saying. Oh yeah, top five most anticipated movies of 2021. My number five is Lamb. Um, Lamb. <coughs> Goddamn. If you haven't seen the trailer to Lamb, stop this recording right now. Stop this recording right now. Stop this shit. Alright, now that you're done watching the Lamb trailer, you're back. How does it feel? Yes. I know, it's fucking weird, right? Exactly. So, for everybody that listens to this, stop it and watch the Lamb trailer. This is literally about a woman who finds an injured fucking baby goat. Or a lamb, I guess? That's what you call baby goats? Lambs? Or something? A sheep, right? A lamb is a baby sheep? <coughs> Steve, Ir- Steve Irwin gonna haunt me. Um, for getting that wrong. And uh, the creator of Zoo Books. Two books, um, what was I saying? Yeah, yeah, um, Lamb is a movie from A24, supposed a horror movie, let me just read y'all the plot right now, just in case y'all were too lazy to look up, uh, the trailer to Lamb, Lamb, Lamb plot, alright, here we go, alright, so, um, the movie Snipnosis, Snipnosis, that's the word, Synopsis. I always said it was, I always thought it was Snipnosis. That is crazy. That sounds like a fucking disease you get from being in the war too long. I got Snipnosis. I keep hearing bombs everywhere. Fourth of July is the worst day ever for me, huh? Um, the Snipnosis, the synopsis from this A24 movie Lamb is a childless couple in rural Iceland make an alarming discovery one day in their sheep barn. They soon face the consequences of defying the will of nature in this dark, atmospheric folktale. So, honestly, I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but that just sounds ridiculous. That sounds crazy. So, it literally shows, the beginning of the trailer shows what's her name visiting a grave. The the main character, I think it's Naomi Rappas or whatever. So, they probably lost a child before, early in its life, and that may explain why they were willing to raise this baby lamb. But, the fucking lamb, I don't know, something happens, they do something, but all you see is in the trailer is the, the husband just knocked out, like, on his ass in a barn, and he looks up, and you see the lamb in the fucking IG, the I Instagram Ian Connor pose, the Ian Connor mirror pose fitted up with a Mary Jeans and Rick Owens boots on. And a fucking uh, a fucking chrome hearts jacket. Like, it is the wildest shit I've ever seen. Honestly, I'm going to stop this right now and get back to y'all with that. I'm going to watch the trailer again. Fuck y'all. Alright, we bike. Got my headphones on. I'm about to re-react to the trailer to Lamb to let y'all know how fucking wild this movie is and why it is my fifth most anticipated movie of 2021. Boom, click it. Alright, so this bitch is sighing. She's fucking sighing. Alright, there's three graves. There's three crosses. She's sitting at the grave. 
She does the hand shit that people be doing at church. Alright. She's walking with a bunch of with a bunch of whatever them fuckers are, the sheeps. Alright, she's farming. Alright, there's a goat. There's a goat, whatever, he looks hurt. Alright, they helping the motherfucker. Oh, they're helping one of them give birth. Alright, she's loving it. She's nurturing it. She's feeding it. And her husband looking at her hella weird. I'm not gonna cap. Alright, she got a fucking crib for the baby. She got the baby sheep in a fucking crib laying down. Alright, it looks like the husband... He's laying down, so he's not—he's not even on his ass in the in the uh, in the farm, like I said before. He's literally going to lay down on the couch. I'm guessing he arguing with his bitch, and his bitch put him out in the doghouse, which is the couch. He's laying down on the couch because he's probably defying her because he don't want this fucking half lamb, half—it's not half human, but he don't want this lamb. It's probably giving him weird instances. He's probably like this motherfucker. Got some dark mythical magic in him or something. So he going to lay down. Yeah, it looks like he's treating the lambs like shit in one scene. Then the next scene he's going to lay down. And then BAH! The lamb is standing there with his arms out. Like he's Grant Hill about to guard guard somebody somebody on the offense, bro. He's literally standing with his arms out. Ian Connor pose, legs out and everything. He got the comb hearts jacket on. He got the Robin jeans on with the BB belt, BB belt, BB belt. The lamb has the BB belt. He has he has Yeezy 1200s on. The big shits. The big ass boot shits or the 750s. He got one of them shits on. He fly as fuck. But all you see is that lamb from the distance just standing there. Alright, now it looks Now it looks like two twins. They don't look like twins. They're just white with beards and goatees. Alright, so the lamb's sitting up with a crown around his head. He said, what is this? And man said, happiness. This shit is ridiculous, bro. The lamb was looking at somebody underwater. Alright, now they're showing man's... They're showing man's in his tractor and he has his head down. He's crying, bro. He must have gone through some shit, bro. They're carrying the lamb in their arms, and they just have mad fucking sheep following them around wherever they go. She's telling them to go away. She's saying it's not a child. It's an animal. Oh my gosh, she dread- Bro, she's walking this motherfucker! She's walking this motherfucker! Alright, the next scene is a bunch of lambs trying to get through a tiny gate, like angry as fuck. And then, bow! All you see is a lamb- like, oh my fucking god. Oh, this is wild. All you see is the lamb. The next scene, all you see is the lamb. And in the reflection of the eyeball of the lamb, it looks like a half man, half fucking lamb that the other one's staring at, bro. That's just standing up in fucking Fortnite position, bro. You don't see it. It's for a split half a second. Like, I haven't paused. I haven't paused. 
one frame, it looks like he's looking at a half human, half fucking lamb, bro. This movie's gonna be ridiculous. This is gonna be ridiculous. I sound dumb as fuck. But everybody listening, go look up the Lamb trailer, bro. A24 has been wilding with their past movies. They got Hereditary Midsummer, Saint Maud. They got all them weird ass movies, bro. This is gonna be another one to add to the list, for real. The trailer's almost over. I'm gonna get on with it. Bro, he's walking. Oh my god. The husband is walking the lamb. The lamb is literally walking like a kid. Like, it has rain boots on with the fucking Robin jeans. The PRPs. He walking in clean-ass PRP denims um, with a raincoat on. And the husband's walking the lamb. And the lamb's walking like a human. And the husband has a shoddy in his hand. Bruh, this is gonna be ridiculous. There was no subtitles for that, but he screamed some bullshit. Oh, wow. Oh, my fuck. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Oh, my fucking shitballs. Oh, my God. So, the second to last frame of the trailer is... They show somebody with a bloody hand letting go of the lamb... The lamb's, the lamb's hand is like letting go. It looks like the bitch's hand or the husband's hand, but the hand's all bloody. And then, I'm trying to look at her reflection, bro. I don't see nothing, but you hear that wild ass sound, and then it just goes to the credits. Boom. Mother Nature, and then it says lamb. Like, there's nothing much I could say about that shit. There's literally nothing else I could say about that. I don't know why. That little, just two minutes, that two-minute teaser is just so fascinating to me, bruh. A24, what is y'all up to? That should be my number one, how how I just talked about that shit. But, you know, you got to drag shit out. You know, it's got to be a little long, you feel me? But, man, man, oh, fucking man. What did I just witness in this two-minute trailer? And that might be, like, my fifth time watching that shit, if we're going to be honest. Like, watching that trailer. So, like, every time I try to freeze frame and see if I could see some moments that I didn't see before. And it's just the same shit. But I think that comes out in October. Lamb comes out in October, right? I got it right here. Yeah, it comes out October 8th. Oh, man. Yeah, this is crazy. This is nuts. In rural Iceland, blah, blah, blah. They decide to raise her as their own, but sinister forces are determined to return the creature to the wilderness that birthed her. Mm. So I keep seeing Mother Nature in the trailer, so I'm guessing that like that this lamb is symbolizing Mother Nature, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I might just sound dumb as fuck saying that, but yeah, number five, lamb. August, October 8th, that comes out. I'm going to be in that bitch. I'm going to be in that bitch. Post it, boy. Fuck you talking about. That shit is gonna go dummy. But um my number four my number four most blah, most anticipated movie for twenty twenty one is Halloween Kills. Um Halloween twenty eighteen was gas. It was heat. It was fire. It was definitely fire. It felt it felt refreshing. It re- felt refreshing seeing um, you know, that movie come to fruition. 
You know, like, because I thought the all every Halloween movie that's been released since the one with Busta Rhymes has been ass. You feel me? Like, it's just there to be there just to make more sequels and, and make more money out of it. Um, Halloween 2018 was kind of hard. Like, it was, it was scary. It was violent. It was gory. Um, they, what they were supposed to do, uh, David Gordon Green, who's the director, uh, what they were supposed to do, they were supposed to release Halloween, and then the next Halloween, release Halloween Kills. And then the next Halloween after that, release Halloween Ends, I think it's called. Um, so that's supposed, they were supposed to do that, but then Rona fucked it up, so... My fourth movie, obviously, is Halloween Kills. Um, yeah, that shit, that shit is supposed to have more kills than any um other Halloween movie previously. And I know the um the Rob Zombie ones from like two thousand seven, two thousand nine. Those were violent as fuck. I'm pretty sure bitches were getting R worded in that movie. Um, yeah, so they're going to try to top this. I know that's just going to be violent. They released one little teaser trailer, but it really didn't show much. It just showed like if you haven't seen the last Halloween, like I guess this is spoilers, but uh the end of it, they fucking the bitches light the house on fire. And then in this trailer, you see um the bitches driving away from the house from them lighting the house up, like left eye. Um and then they just see like fire department going towards the house. So they're like, "No, don't go there. Don't go there. He's a killer." And then they go there going to save whoever's in there or stop the fire or whatever. And and then the next thing in the trailer, they just show um, fucking Michael Myers just ripping through the whole fire department. So he's on the loose. They say this movie takes place in one whole night. So it's just going to be him going fucking bananas crazy. And um, I think it's like a hospital or some shit looking for Lori. Because I'm pretty sure Lori's in the hospital. Shit like that. Shit like that. Um... Yeah, there's not much else I gotta say about it. Like, it's Michael Myers killing motherfuckers. So, you know, they have another Halloween schedule. So, you know, nothing crazy is gonna happen. It's just him just going on a rampage. So, that just has me, uh, you know, lured in. Boom, like fish. Like a fucking fish. Um, my number three most anticipated movie for the rest of 2021 is Jackass 4. <laughs> Oh my fucking god. Like, like I've grown up on Fast and Furious. I've grown up on Jackass. Like, those two, those two movie franchises have just, they played a major role in my life growing up. And that sounds dumb as fuck because they're movies and TV shows, but it's like, bruh, like, seeing Jackass and wanting to be in Jackass when I was a kid in elementary school, like, slamming the heaviest textbook that they had. The textbook with the most pages in it. I would slam my, my head. I would hit my head with the textbook as many times as I can in front of, like, people to show them, like, oh, I could be in Jackass. I would, like, staple my hand and shit. I like, staple my arm and, like, yeah, I'm Steve-O. I'm Steve-O. Like, doing wild shit, bro. Like, they had me on some shit as a kid, bro. There were also a reason I got ADHD medicine when I was in, like, third grade. But we're not going to talk about that. Um... Yeah, there's nothing else I could say. Like, much I could say about Jackass is just like Halloween Kills. It's just a bunch of old motherfuckers doing dumb shit. Um, they had some new people. They had to get rid of some people. Um, like, Ryan, well, God got rid of Ryan then. But, uh, Dan Majera is not going to be in it. 
Um, he had some issues with, like, drugs and alcoholism and shit. So they said he's not going to be in that shit at all. So he, like, breached his contract or whatever. And he, like, wanted to create his own jackass with Terry Kennedy. <coughs> um, Terry Kennedy's the new one-punch man. If you know, you know. Um, uh, yeah. Van Majera's not in it. And that's the only, that's the only really one that's not in it, to be honest, everybody else is in it, because they could, I guess, stay on their straight and narrow, you feel me, um, but October 22nd, that comes out, that's gonna be, I think theaters, yeah, theaters and Paramount, I think Paramount's gonna do, um, the same day shit, just like HBO Max, so, I'm gonna be tapped the fuck in, if you haven't experienced Jackass in a movie theater, it's really, it's one of those movies where you're going to laugh the whole way through and the whole theater is going to laugh. There's few movies that are like that because like with comedies, there's like, there's moments in between that's, that's like, that aren't funny and shit like that. But this is laughs all the way through. There, I might even cry at the end. I almost cried at the end of Jackass 3 because I thought it was done, done after that. I was like, fuck, I'm 14 years old. Like, it's done, done, like... Who knew people fucking jumping in dog shit and, like, getting dildos shot up their booty, like, would make somebody cry. But it was like, <coughs> I knew it was over by Jackass 3 because they were getting up there. They were getting, like, in their 40s and shit. So I'm like, damn, we'll never see this shit again. And then, like, and then there was rumblings. There was rumblings, like, 2019 that they would do it. But there was always rumblings even, like, a year or two after Jackass 3 came out. <clears throat> which was um 2010 I think my bad I had like a while <laughs> oh my my beard hair like came into my mouth pause pause what the fuck um but yeah I do not know what made them uh what got them to make a forefront I guess it was money I guess they needed that bread like it's been a while but I'm pretty sure I'm a hundred percent that this is probably gonna be the last jackass it's entitled Jackass Forever. Um, they were really quiet about it because they said the movie was done last year, but they weren't. They had to delay it due to COVID, which happened to most movies. But um, the first thing I heard about it was the first week they started filming, Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O were fucking hospitalized because they wore band equipment and jumped on fucking treadmills. And what's-his-name got a wild concussion, almost broke his neck. So that already got me hooked. That I I need to see people get fucked up. It's a jackass. I mean, it's gonna be weird. Some of the some of the things because it's like, it's a different time than 2010. Like you could do dick shit jokes and titty jokes and all that shit. Like it's gonna be a little weird. They might have to tone down like the dicks and sh- you never know. You never know. There was one scene in the trailer. It showed um Dave England getting shot up from a fucking toilet. So you never know. You never know, like, (laughs) like, it might just be wild, if not, it might be the wildest movie out of all of them, um, honestly, nothing's wilder than me than the, than Jackass 2, when they fucking tape all they pubes to man's face, that is the wildest shit ever, I would've shot all my friends, bro, I would've shot, I would've murked everybody, bro, but that's a whole nother topic, um, shit, Jackass forever, you got some new characters in it, like, um, 
half of Lord of Squad is in this. If you haven't seen Lord of Squad, go watch Lord of Squad. It's on HBO Max. Tyler, the creator, Odd Future show from like 2012 of them. Basically doing Jackass shit. Um, Jeff Tremaine created it, so it was basically part of Jackass. So you have Jasper from, from Loiter Squad, you have Elboy from Loiter Squad in there, and Jasper's dad, aka Dark Shark. That's what he wants to be called. That's not you know. <laughs> like that's how that how they referred to him in, in um in Loiter Squad. But yeah, you have Eric Andre. They got Eric Andre in this shit. I've been wanting to see Eric since I seen Eric Andre do that wild shit in the movie Bad Trip. I wanted to see him be part of Jackass and do something with that because the Eric Andre show always had like little little inklings of 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 like Jackass skits in that show. And Eric Andre show is amazing. If you haven't seen that either, go fucking watch that too. Everything I'm recommending y'all is some gas, some heat, some fire, some fire. But um, yeah. That, um, jackass where I need that shit in my fucking veins. Like, it's gonna be sad not having Bam in it, but it's whatever. I'll fucking get over that shit. That's just gonna be funny. Tyler, the creator, gonna be in it. And there's a couple of other people that I didn't see it, but there's a bunch of, like, celebrity cameos that are also involved. I just didn't look all of them up. But, yeah, I need that shit in my veins. Pronto. I'm gonna be there first night seeing that shit. They stopped doing 3D, right? I doubt it's gonna be in 3D. Like, the last one was 3D. I doubt, like... 3D's probably dead now, but I'm definitely going to be in the theater watching that shit, bro. I need to, I'm going to be all edible shrooms. I'm going to be wildin', bro. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the new Steve-O there. I'm going to be, I'm going to have a fucking, I'm going to be doing whippets in the theater. And I'm going to be going crazy. All right. All right, I'm fucking wildin' now. But yeah, Jackass Forever, that one's definitely number three. Number two, most, and my second most anticipated movie for the rest of 2021 is Candyman. It is, by the time I'm filming this, it's like August 10th, right? Yeah, by the time I'm filming this, is August 10th. So I've been counting down the days. I literally have 17 more days till this new Candyman comes out. The first trailer got me so hooked on the Candyman that it was like, it felt like, not a darker, like, it felt like obviously a more modernized version of the other Candyman, but it gave me this weird dark tone, like, Obviously, Jordan P- Jordan Peele being associated with it really made me want to see the movie, but it's not all Jordan Peele. It's Nia DaCosta. Shout out to Nia DaCosta, beautiful queen, doing shit, doing doing it, <laughs> doing what she got. It obviously got to be fire because they she already signed on to do a DC. <laughs> Goddamn, a future DC movie. So she um this didn't even come out yet. So maybe that's that's good things. That uh, this is um <laughs> Goddamn, this gonna be her first movie. It's starring um Abdul. I don't want to get it wrong, bruh. Yabdul Mateem or something like that. Alright, I'm looking up the cast, so I don't fuck that up. <coughs> yep. August 27th. Tony. Alright. So we got Tony Todd back in it. Beautiful. I'd love to hear that. Tayana Tayana Paris. I'm pretty sure wasn't that wasn't she in um I'm pretty sure she's in uh uh, WandaVision, right? Yeah, she's in WandaVision. So shout out to her. Shout out to her. She's in WandaVision. They have Coleman Domingo, who is also um from fucking uh, The Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. He was also in um Euphoria, some other shit. That's so fire. And then you have Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, who is the star of this movie. 
And I guess he's going to take on the new Candyman, if I'm not mistaken. So, I need to see that shit ASAP. Yeah, he was, um, he was Black Manta in Aquaman, so that's also fire. I just, I don't know. There's something about that trailer where they show him getting that shit on his hand. And then he's like, I keep seeing things. And then they show him, like, tweaking out, like, drawing something. He's like, like, in the trailer. That shit just looks scary as fuck. It looks eerie. It looks scary. And knowing that Tony Todd finna be in this bitch, I'm I'm in this. I'm in this 100%. I'm in this all the way. I'm gonna have to watch the old Candyman's. But apparently, the first two are alright, and then the rest are just shit. So, I only have to watch the first two, but... I need this now. I need this in my veins now. I just need it. It's Candyman. Like, what else can you, like... Like, how else can this, like... You can't fuck up Candyman. I mean, you can. But, hey. I'm still in it to see that bitch. Alright, um... I guess we're going on to our number one most anticipated movie of the year. And this is a given. This is literally a given. I'm a Marvel head. I'm a comic book head. I'm a superhero head. So... My number one is Spider-Man No Way Home. The date is August 10th. The movie is supposed to release December 17th or the week after that. Or the 23rd or something like that. And we still have no trailer. We don't even have a, a a coochie speck. We don't have a coochie particle amount of information about this fucking movie. Aside from Jamie Foxx finna be in it. Cool. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is an amazing Spider-Man 2 and that shit was fucking terrible. So you really ain't give us much. Um, from all the plot leaks that I've heard. Because I'm up on this movie. To like when the toys drop. I need to see the, the toys that come out. Because that gives away spoilers to the movie. Like, it's bad. Even merch that comes out. Some of the shirts have, like, have, like, details and plot details and shit that we should have been known about because we should have got the trailer a week or two ago. Like, we should have been had this shit, but there's, there's, like, there's word going around that this movie might get delayed till next year. And that's gonna fuck my heart up. That's gonna fuck my heart up because I need this. I need this. Everybody's saying the three Spider-Mans, it's supposed to have the three Spider-Mans in it. Um, Doctor Strange has beef, part, um, Tom Holland has beef with Doctor Strange in it, and, like, so plot details are literally saying that, um, after Peter gets caught and they know his identity, he goes to Doctor Strange to try to fix all that shit, and then he's, he stumbles upon a prison that has villains locked up from, past universe multiverses that died locked up in this prison and then Tom uh, Peter goes up to them and they guilt trip him into letting them go because the last thing they said they see is Spider-Man killing them and it's supposed to have Rhino from the other movies Vulture from the other movies um Doc Ock Electro and Green Goblin. And Green Goblin is supposed to be the lead of this Sinister Six. That's basically what this is. It's Sinister Six. It don't have Craven the Hunter. Um, 
Yeah, and he lets them go or something, or he steals the thing that imprisons them, and Doctor Strange chases him across the city, and the city does some Inception shit, just like it did in Doctor Strange. And, like, they have a fight in New York City, like, around, like, the Statue of Liberty shit, and the Statue of Liberty is where he goes to bring all these here, uh, these villains back, and then he has to get the help of all the other Spider-Mans, like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, to help fight all these villains, and then boom. Hopefully, those plot details that I heard are real, and not fake. It just seems weird. The whole, the only thing I that like weirds me out about it is them saying that he guilt trips Tom Holland, like Green Goblin guilt trips Tom Holland, which is saying they're saying the Green Goblin in this is gonna be Willem Dafoe. He guilt trips. Him into letting them all go. It just sounds a little weird. It don't sound like some Spider-Man shit. But this Tom Holland is pussy. He's not like the other Spider-Mans. He is coochie a little bit. He got a little bit of coochie in his veins. But yeah. Um, allegedly they're working towards the homie. The fat Mexican kid from the other one. Ned or whatever. They're working to him being the Hobgoblin. For the next ones. For the next ones. But you never know. Like, Um... Marvel usually cuts movies after their third, except for Thor. Apparently, I mean, they're making a fourth Thor, which is corny as fuck. And, a, you know, so nobody want to see that shit anyway. But, yeah, I really need this Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, Every day we're waiting for new information. Every day we're camping out. They're saying we're not going to get anything until 23rd or 25th. There's, like, CDCC. And, like, Sony's gonna be there, so hopefully they give away a teaser or some shit then, which is, like, the 25th of August, I think it is, or the 23rd of August, so within the next two weeks, hopefully we have something, even if it's a 15-second teaser, bro. But also, I've been reading up, they're saying that in the first trailer, we won't see any of the other Spider-Mans in it, it's only gonna be a teaser, they're not gonna show much, and they, and then I've been reading that they don't want to release the trailer until Shang-Chi comes out or we get another Eternals trailer. Like, it's all different shit. It feels like, I don't know, Rona had everybody fucked up. Like, Rona had everybody in a mess. Like, everybody's, like, scrambling to get shit working. But I feel like Marvel, Marvel is not like all these other companies. Like, they have their shit straight. Like, they have their shit set up and ready. Like, I don't think anything's last minute with them, but you never know. I don't fucking work for them, so hey, fuck it. Spider-Man No Way Home supposed to drop um, December. Hopefully, it don't get pushed back. But that Delta, that Delta going crazy on y'all. That Delta going crazy. But yeah, that was my top five worst movies of the year. Top ten best movies of the year so far, and my top five most anticipated movies of the year. So. I said it, if you ran the last episode up, y'all would unlock the bonus episode, and this is the bonus episode. If y'all not fucking with this, and it don't go crazy, then the bonus episode would be different. I'll fuck it, fuck it, I'll do another bonus episode with, with other people and shit, a guest or something. Make it like an interview or something, you never know, I always got some shit in the tuck, you feel me? I always got some shit ready, just ready, just in case, in my back pocket. Just like the fofo, you feel me? But yeah... It's your boy Rainbow at Nico Still Apex. Shout out Struggle for Success Network. Shout out Chloe. Shout out Jamal. Shout out everybody that's fucking with the pod. Big shout out to Random Action Podcast because that's one of the only 
That's one of the only other podcast platforms that shows love to our shit. So I'll forever be in debt to Random Acts of Podcasts. We wouldn't have half our listeners if it wasn't for them. So big shout out and big shout out Devin, big shout out Joe, big shout out Eric, because I know Eric part of that shit, you feel me? Shout out all of them. And yeah, this is uh, me trying to be a movie reviewer. So, you know, there's going to be video reviews coming up on my YouTube. I think I'm going to start it with Candyman. I think when Candyman comes out in two weeks, that's going to start my movie reviews. I'm going to have a green screen behind me. I'm going to have effects going behind me. I'm going to have parts of the trailer playing, cutaways and all that, you know. I don't got to tell y'all the sauce because I'm going to have that shit cooked up by the time y'all see it. You feel me? It's your boy at Nico Still Apex. Be sure to follow the Struggle for Success pod on Twitter at SFSPodcastNet. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Struggle for Success Network on YouTube. Sub and do all that. New episode coming soon in a couple days. You know, we got... Got all that shit brewing up. Episode 50 on the way. So, yeah. We out here. Bow.